Are you an SDR, BDR, or an ADR who's ready to step up to management? Are you a current team lead or SDR manager who wants to go to the next level in your career? Join TenBound on July 19th, 2017 in downtown San Francisco for an immersive half-day live training class where we'll cover sales development, culture building, recruiting, team management, metrics, and designing your own career as a sales development professional. You don't want to miss this exclusive opportunity. Sign up today at 10bound.com slash events. That's 10bound.com slash events. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about grit, tenacity, determination, the keys to becoming a great sales development rep or a leader or really a business leader in general. But how do you stay motivated during the grind? You know, when you have to keep your eyes on the big picture when you're deep down in the tough stuff that we do every day in sales development. And today I'm really excited with the guest that I got on the show. I've been trying to get this guy on the show for a while. His name is Nick Ruiz. He's the author of Flip, an unconventional guide to becoming a real estate entrepreneur and building your dream lifestyle. That sounds pretty good. Nick, I want to do that. And um, he's also the founder of Alpha Home Flipping. Um, so Nick knows a thing or two about staying focused on your goal and, and uh, you know, during the grind and the tough times and bouncing back, you know, even stronger. So Nick, I'm um, doing a lot of talking. Thanks so much for being on the Sales Development Podcast today. And uh, how are you doing? I'm beautiful, David. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we've been going back and forth trying to get this show lined up, and here we are. So I appreciate it. Dude, this is awesome, man. I mean, I, I've been a big fan for a while, and I love your energy. And we were talking before the show that we're, you know, out in the uh, Silicon Valley, we tend to get in sort of a tech bubble, like, <laughs> like uh, not just an economic bubble, but we're all kind of talking to each other about the same thing. So it's great to get a another perspective from someone um, who's you know, in the business world, just grinding it out every day and making it happen. So thanks for being on the show. No, I'm happy to be here, man. And I just want to highlight, um, you know, just mentioned too the new book, Success from Scratch, not for promotional purposes, but I, I just, most people are at scratch. And that's why I really focused on this new book, which is releasing July 18th for those of you, I don't know when you're listening to this, but um, it, most people just are at this scratch struggle. And that's, and that's really kind of been my, my core focus. And it's, uh, I'm known for it, you know, um, and we can talk about, you know, my quick backstory if you want, but I just, people really need to be okay with being at scratch and not, you know, say, Oh, well, I wasn't born under the right star. So I guess I'm just going to be stuck my whole life. That's not true. Dude. I love, I love that. I want to dig into that and I'm excited to dig into the book when it comes out. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I'm self-funding, you know, right out of my pocket. I was in the corporate world for 20 years. So I'm super interested in the entrepreneurial journey uh, that you went on. And I can't wait to read that because I'm scratching it out every day myself, Nick. And I know yeah. that a lot of the callers, you know, a lot of the folks that listen to the show, you know, they're, they're working for startups. They're, they're in hustle mode, man. And they're just like grinding it out every day. So Let's let's jump in the wayback machine and like tell your story because I I think people they they have no idea you know what you had to go through to achieve the success and be able to 
get to where you're at. So tell people your story about your journey in this process. I've been an entrepreneur, I feel like, since I was a kid. Well, I don't feel like I look back and some of the stuff I did, I was like, oh, that was seriously entrepreneurial, but I didn't know it back then. But the point is, you know, I did a lot of different things throughout my childhood. And then, you know, my late teens, I knew I just want to do something bigger and really accomplish like actual business building, you know, a real business, you know, um, and make some serious money not nickel and dime stuff. So I ended up, uh, you know, on a late night infomercial seeing a program. Okay. This was back in 99, 1999. Um, no money down real estate, you know, and I always knew real estate was like a wealth creator. I knew people, I mean, it's, it's one of the number one, it is probably the number one wealth creator in the world. Literally. I mean, real estate is just a known thing. So I'm like, you know what? I know a lot of people that have made money with that. No money down. Well, that's good because I don't have any. So that's a winning proposition. Let's see how this works. And I bought it and, uh, you know, went through the course. They sent you like cassette DVD, you know, not even DVDs. I don't think yet. I think that was still the cassette days. Maybe I'm not sure, but got the program, put it on a credit card. It was like 250 bucks. Got it two weeks later and, uh, Read through it and I was like, eh, a lot of this is far-fetched. Some of it's illegal. I can't mess with this. Put it away. And then I worked my job a little bit longer and all of a sudden I'm like, I got to do something. I can't be, I can't be working for someone. I'm going to, I'd rather starve. You know, um, it was a small little family business actually, but you know, I wasn't really making any real money. So I knew I want to be an entrepreneur. So I, I made a move. I found a home for sale, creatively financed it. So I didn't have to pull any money out of my pocket, bought it, collected rents. You know, I won't go through all the details, sold it, made some money. Did it again, made some more money, tens of thousands. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to really aggressively put the gas pedal on this. I built a multi-million dollar uh, portfolio by my mid-20s, okay? And um, then the 2008 crash came. The 2008 crash, the financial crisis, the housing crisis, you know, the whole thing. And I was, you know, the housing, housing was like the leader in the like crash. And that, that was the industry I was totally intertwined with. So it was not a good situation. Uh, as you know, like a lot, everything ended up crashing, but housing was the like front runner that dragged everything down. So, so belly up. I mean, it, for, it eventually forced me into bankruptcy, like actual bankruptcy. And um, I can tell you right now, it's unbelievable. Nothing prepares you for it, especially, you know, when you're, when you've always been broke, the pain of broke is less severe than if you've had success and then went broke because, because you've been totally. recalibrated to a different point. And I'm saying that with certainty because I've been in both places. I've been where I've always been broke, and I've also been in places in the place that we talked about here where I've had this super success and been broke. So I'm telling you for a fact, it was ultra painful. And it breaks in, you know, entrepreneurs have a tendency to intertwine their identity and who they are with their entrepreneurial career. It's kind of a thing entrepreneurs deal with. That's what we do. You know, we're very intertwined with it. Okay. So it took me down that way too. Cause I'm like, if my, you know, it's kind of like if my entrepreneurial career collapsed, well then Nick collapsed as a person. And I did, it wasn't good. You know, I was always Mr. Happy go lucky, Mr. Successful, Mr. I was helping people out, giving people business advice. You know, it was pretty good. And then all of a sudden, all that got stripped away. So my ego was destroyed. I didn't want to see anybody. I wanted to hide in the corner. I mean, it was not good, like very, very bad. So, um, so what happened was I just, uh, I, you know, I was in rough shape mentally, emotionally, you know, the family, you know, again, I was a jerk to everybody. Like it was just a really, really rough point in my life. Um, and, you know, listen, I've done all the like personal development, read all the books, listened to Tony Robbins, you know, since I was a teenager. The problem is it just doesn't totally like prepare you for what financial disaster or catastrophe or collapse actually is. 
it's just, it takes you to a, a level you never thought of. So I had poisonous thoughts. I was like, I guess I took my shot at entrepreneurship and blah, blah, blah. I, I guess this didn't work out. Do I get a job? Like weird stuff that I never thought in my life. Okay. I'm an entrepreneur through and through. So what it did was it forced urgency. When humans are backed in the corner, they act on levels that are unfathomable. So I tell people, listen, if you're broke, if you're at scratch, embrace that built-in urgency to make something happen. The guy that's making two grand a week, he's not in a good spot. If he's making two grand a week at his job, right? He's punching the clock. His boss hands him two grand every Friday. He's comfortable. So he's, he's not forced to do anything. Humans have a tendency to be, to do what they're forced to do. Okay. That's why personal trainers exist. I know how to get, I know how to, you know, lose weight and build muscle. I eat less and move more and lift weights. Everybody knows how to do it. But when you got a personal trainer staring at you, pushing you, you know what I mean? Like then you have to do it. So humans do what they have to do. And, uh, I had to make something happen. I had a family. So I exhausted all my resources. I, turned over rocks I didn't know existed because I was like, I got to do this. And I bounced back quickly. I did one deal, did another deal and boom, boom, boom. You know, now here I am today. Uh, I have the best I've ever done in business. Um, I have an education company now and books and stuff where I show people how to do this because my story matters. You know, my story matters because it gives people the hope and lets them understand it's okay if you're at scratch financially. It's okay if you're at scratch knowledge wise this can all be developed and worked out, okay? This can all be developed and worked out. So what happened was, and the reason I wrote the book Success from Scratch is because, number one, I've been successful from scratch multiple times. You know, you can't really call that lucky. You know, one time, maybe some there was luck in people's lives or whatever, big deal. But when you do it more than once, it's kind of like, all right, what are the principles here? So I broke them down in a book, and I put a lot of what I, what I dissected on my path to get to success multiple times into this book, new book, Success from Scratch, which is stuff you haven't read before, okay? We all read success stuff and all that online. This is stuff you haven't read. The, the, the subtitle is Mental Strategies for Success in a Survival of the Fittest Environment. We are in Darwinian capitalism, and I believe in evolution. This is the difference. Most people say, well, these are the 10 steps to success. Says who? Okay? Everyone has a different success diet, a different success recipe, because they have a unique DNA and a unique life circumstance. So I'm saying everyone has a unique like evolutionary success path where you evolve and you move and you know, you might get punched in the face and then you just turn your head and you're like, damn, there's a bunch of stuff over there I never knew about. So I even talk about embracing those punches and um, there's just a lot of things that people don't talk about in the success world and I want to expose them because I've done it and I've taught other people how to do it. I've had students go from nothing. You know, I had a student message me on Instagram today. The guy knew nothing about real estate, for example, when I met him a year and a half ago. And now he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's a regular story in my world. So I'm, I kind of know a thing or two about creating success from scratch for myself and for others. Because people can say, oh, Nick, you have the magic fairy dust. You just know how to do it. No, 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 no. Because I have examples all over the world now of people that have helped. So it's kind of like, boom, success from scratch. Talk to me. Okay. Th- Sorry this for being long-winded. No. I kind of covered a lot. No, yeah, I love it. I got a lot of questions for you. Okay. The one one note that I made is some of the folks on the show might be thinking about doing something entrepreneurial. There's it's very hip, you know, right now to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, especially out here, you know, you, you you put together some engineers and and make a product and go out and try to sell it. But there's also the safe 
secure job where you're getting that paycheck and you've got the health insurance and they they really suck you in, especially at the big companies out here like the Google and LinkedIn and stuff like that. They give you the yeah. T-shirts and the squeezy you know, stress balls and the new Mac every yeah. quarter. And it's just like, man, I'm making, you know, a hundred grand and I'm doing really well and I'm kicking ass. Like uh, Nick just took me through this story. Like, Oh man, I, I think I'll just stay in the herd, man. You know, what do you, <laughs> what do you say to somebody? Like? I think all those benefits and perks poison your actual personal abilities. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I have nothing against it. I think those companies are genius for offering those things. I think it's, it's, the, it's a great way to keep happy employees, which is only building their business. But all those perks and things, for example, like Google, that those things are created to, you know, make sure that Google's dreams and visions become a reality. Well, what about you? And I'm not knocking Google again. If I were Google, I'd be doing the exact same thing to a T. Okay. Uh, it's very smart on their end. I'm just saying you, I'm talking to, you know, I'm not talking to companies. I'm talking to individuals when I speak, because I want to make sure that everybody has the ability to pursue their thing in life. What makes them happy, their goals, their dreams, their pursuits. And those comfortable things may be slowly extinguishing the dream inside of you. And that's the danger in those comfortable things. It could be, it doesn't look obvious that it's extinguishing it. And that's why it's dangerous. Okay. It's not obvious. It's not, it's not uh, a naysayer saying, you're a schmuck. That's a stupid dream. You're never going to have that. You're a loser. We're not, those are obvious, you know, um, shots at your dreams and fast extinguishments, quote unquote. Okay. It's a slow, slow and subtle extinguishing and all of a sudden these years go by and you're like you know what i never really stepped out and did anything because they made it so comfortable for me to me that's that's scarier that's more poisonous because we all we all only have one life to live you see what i mean yeah dude that's super scary because you're you're like sitting on the couch going okay wait a minute like i work for one of the blue chip companies i'm, I'm doing really well i've got all the perks and everything but you know there's something inside that yearns for like some more adventure you know or something yeah. something more and it's right. it's like you know because they sucked me in with all the t-shirts and the the, the free Macs and yeah you know, all that stuff yeah and and you know what again if that's your if you don't have anything more and you feel like this is where you were meant to be then you're you're good you're happy like that's totally. success it's just I know there's a lot of people that are getting those perks if, as long as we're on this conversation that are like, you know what, I kind of want to do more, but they're just making it too comfy for me. And I'm just saying, don't let that happen. You know what I mean? Right. Don't let that happen. That's my point. And then go in more to the the Darwinian aspect, because yeah. if yeah. you're that guy who's, you know, you're kicking, you're doing a good job, you know, you're getting good performance reviews, you're working for somebody, they're vulnerable, right? To Because we're headed for a big crash. I mean, we've had a good progression. This is just my opinion, but it seems like we've had a good progression for way longer than, you know, we should have. And there's going to be some kind of big economic correction coming up. Things get correct. Yeah, there's always corrections. I mean, historically, it's going to happen. Right. Um, I, I don't think it's smart to, like, bank your moves off of corrections and stuff. But what I will say is... Darwinian capitalism you mentioned, which I do believe we are in, is it's it's a very simple concept. I compare like the economy and business and the business world and career world to nature evolution. Okay, you know, in nature, natural selection. So the 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 economy is nature. All right, 
if you don't evolve and adapt based on the times, you get eliminated. Like the species get eliminated in evolution. And if you do evolve and adapt, nature rewards your adaptations. Okay? So, for example, in 2008, the housing crisis, most of the people I know that were playing in the game of real estate, they got eliminated. They never came back. They got washed up to shore, and now they work regular jobs, etc. But then the people who bobbed and weaved and changed things and went a different direction and tweaked things and evolved and said, I'm going to do this differently, I'm going to do that differently, I'm going to pursue this in a more safe route, etc., etc., like me, we got rewarded. We got rewarded. It's very simple. Get rewarded or get eliminated. And I don't think you want to get eliminated. And that's why I wrote this book, Success from Scratch, because it breaks down how you, sh- how you will not get eliminated and how you can evolve no matter who you are, where you come from. Where you come from has nothing to do with success. You know, the family you're born into, your financial circumstances, none of that has anything to do with actual success. So take, take me back a little bit to your story. So you're, you're sitting there, you went through that crisis, right? And you're, you're snapping at people, you're getting depressed, like... You're yeah. just like f, you know. Excuse my language. Like you're 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 trying to figure all this stuff out, and then you you somehow there's like a pivot point where you're like, I'm gonna scratch back and I'm gonna come back. Like what what, what was that? Was that just like a moment that you had, or was it I, just I, like you know I got to get out of this? It's a good question, and to be honest, I've tried. I, other people have asked me that too, and I'm like trying to think of like the exact point. You know, was there like a threshold event? That just like was like, I got to do this now. I don't know. All I know is my sulking and pity party didn't last long. I didn't sit there for six months, you know, crying and, you know, watching romantic comedies or something, you know, eating ice cream every night. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, I, um, it wasn't a long thing. All I know is it it happened for a little bit and I don't know, like one day I'm like, I know how to do this. Like I know how to make money. I know how to create wealth. I'm an entrepreneur through and through. Yes, I got the ultimate whack in the face. I mean, again, it wasn't just a little bump in the road. I mean, we were talking about complete hurricane in my life, disaster. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, we have a little challenge we got to overcome. I mean, this is this was serious. But I'm like, I just told myself, I'm like, you can do this. Like, this is life. You know, make it happen, Nick. And I just, I don't know. I went out there and again, I exhausted all my resources and put everything I had into it. And I quickly quickly got results. And then I rolled the profits. I was very strategic with the profits, you know, rolled those profits into more opportunity. You know what I mean? I'm very smart about reinvesting now, back then, period. That's how I do things. You know, I, you want to build a business, don't chokehold it with Rolexes and, you know, cars. That's stupid, especially on the front end. You know what I mean? Don't worry about your shit. Get the business in order. Make, when you make your money, you roll it back into all the key places that are going to make you more money. Then down the road, you can worry about toys. Right now, you got to buy your freedom. That's what I tell people. Freedom is a cash purchase. You want to wake up, you want to go to lunch with your dad on Friday at noon? Guess what? You need to write a check for that. <laughs> not, for the, not for the food, David. Right. Seriously. <clears throat> yeah. You don't have to write a $40 check for the food. You need to write a check, period. So you don't have to be at a job and you can go to that 12 o'clock noon appointment with your dad. That's my point. Seriously. I you love that. You got to write yourself a check. <laughs> you need to have cash money to wake up and do what you want, when you want, how you want, with whoever you want. And people seem to skip that. Nowadays, especially with the younger generations, they see Lamborghinis and Rolexes and you know everything else, You know, and they're like, boom, let's buy that stuff. No, 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 no. You buy that later. Right now, you buy your freedom. 
The best sales development leaders make it a point to learn and grow each day with the Sales Development Podcast. How would you like to directly reach these decision makers and game changers in the sales development space with your specific message? To sponsor the Sales Development Podcast, go to 10bound.com contact to request a rate card or just click the link in Spreaker or YouTube. Again, that's 10bound.com contact. Reach out today to the top sales development leaders in our industry with your valuable message. I love that, dude. That's Freedom. awesome. And, and you know, there's a couple of things I want to go into. One, the threshold event. That's an interesting concept because I had one of those recently. I, I, used, to, I used to run and, and do triathlons and stuff. Then I got married, had kids. All of a sudden, like a couple months ago, we got back from a cruise and I looked at the pictures and I was like, <laughs> threshold event. <laughs> I've, been through, I've been through the picture threshold before. I totally get that. You know oh, I mean? That's funny. I'm with I, you quit, on that. I quit carbs. I quit sugar. I quit um, having a beer at yeah. night. And oh, it was the picture like, thresholds. Oh, dude, my God. It. I'm like, is that really me? What a damn <laughs> schmuck. What am I doing? <laughs> Trust me. I'm with you. I love that. Um, so yeah, dude, when you hit one of those threshold events, man, you, it's like you drop everything. And just Maybe like, selfies yeah. aren't the worst thing. I mean, I think it's kind of stupid, but you know what? <laughs> I think it's kind of like, oh, you know, okay, Jesus. this is what I look like. I better do something quick. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then the other thing, Nick, is, you know, in the tech industry, there, there's this pattern of startups where really bright you know, entrepreneur or like computer programmer, they make a, they make an application, you know, some kind of computer application yeah. and they yeah. go show it to a bunch of people and, and people give them like a million dollars. I know. Just, I know. just cite a, you know, just here you go. Like, see what you can do with it because the, the people who have the million dollars can write checks for a million dollars. They, you know, it's chump change. And then they take it and, you know, they start, they start hiring people and they start making this thing. And then there's no traction. There's no sales. Yeah. There's no nothing. I think, I think there's yeah. something to say about it's, it's free money is what it is. Okay. Um, and, and I think that the problem is a lot of times is number one, those people don't have business experience. You can create the dopest app in the world, but running a business behind that app is a whole different skill set. You know, it's like you can be a great accountant and kill it at accounting. But then when you want to start an accounting firm and hiring other accountants and running the business, you could fail completely. You could be the best. You could be the best chef in the world, but have make zero money in the restaurant business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you can make junky food and make a fortune in the restaurant business. I'm not going to name any names, but I think we all know that that's been proven. <laughs> so, um, I think what happens is, yeah, you know how to write code. You're a killer app developer, but big deal. Run a business. Run a business. And I think that I don't know. Just from the outside looking in, in the tech world, it's like I give you a million. Why? Because you have a cool idea. What about the actual business? And I think that's a, dis- a disconnect. Um, and what I think the fact that you have a free million to work with, you're, you make decisions differently than if every penny that you're putting in is blood money. You're going to be more scrappy, more nimble, more strategic, etc. I mean, that's just my take on it. You yeah. know, I feel like when you have a bunch of free money, I feel like a lot of waste will be in play and you're not truly grinding and bootstrapping the way you should, which I believe is a very healthy way to start a business, straight up bootstrapping. Totally. You just have a different psychology. Um, Every penny has to be put to the best use possible, not hiring three assistants and all that kind of stuff (laughs) that you don't need. 
Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're owned. Like, you, yeah. you know, if someone someone gives you a million dollars, they're not just going to give you a million dollars and walk away unless they're you've done it like three they're times. They're the boss, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. the boss, dude. I mean, and especially yeah. some of these companies that have raised like 40, 50 million dollars and they don't have any revenue. It's like, what yeah. the hell is going on? A here? business is supposed yeah. to earn money. Where did that like <laughs> fall apart somehow? Like literally, like. Where did that? Yeah, we have unicorns out there that like, you know, Instagram yeah. and whatever, like, OK. But the problem is those are uni- they're called unicorns for a reason because they are rarely seen. That's the thing. Right. Like people see Instagram and they're like, well, I'm going to do that. Now everybody wants to be a unicorn. Well, that defies the meaning of the word freaking unicorn. Like <laughs> right. businesses b- make money. That's what they've done since the beginning of time. And I think just because there's a bunch of free money and tech money out there, I just think that it's uh, it's kind of you know poisoning the whole psychology of like, dude, make money. That's what <laughs> it, I mean. That's just what businesses do. Like, there's no yeah. debating that. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to make money, hire people, pay those people who make money, and build like an economic machine. There's almost like that economic machine doesn't exist. It's almost like all surface without any of the base business under it. There's no depth to it. I think that's what's freaky to me about people saying, hey, here's a million bucks. But where's the depth? I see on the surface, it looks killer as hell. A lot of great ideas out there, but do you not actually run a business? I don't know. Maybe these, maybe they don't look that deep, you know? But I'm telling you right now, if I write someone a check, the app is only what gets you in the, the killer app idea, that's only what gets you in the door to talk to me. Now we have to have the real conversation of how's this a business? Right. How are you going to make money? And and you better hope. I mean, some of these companies, like they call them zombie companies because they're just kind of cruising along. They don't have much revenue. They're hoping to get bought out by, you know, yeah. one of the bigger fit, like like gobbled up by the big fish where they just buy yeah. them and they get all the technology and the and stuff and the engineers. But, dude, I mean, some of these companies, man, they're just like limping along and the investors right. must be like, what the hell, man? I mean, what, yeah. what happened to all that money that I put in? I know. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's I again, I'm not immersed in Silicon Valley world, so yeah. I don't know all the ins and outs, but I just think honestly, I think a lot of things just lack common sense. I don't have to be in Silicon Valley to to know what's, you know, to discuss some of these things. Like where is the common sense? I feel like a lot of that is thrown out the door. And again, I think a couple companies like Instagram and some of these other companies like you said that get gobbled up with no revenue, I think they pierce this like this uh threshold um, where everyone kind of thinks, well, if they did it, so can I. And it just doesn't work like that. You can't have a million unicorns. You know what yeah. I mean? It just I doesn't mean, exist. And that's the common yeah. sense part of it. Like, make money, talk to me, you know? Exactly. I, I mean, I would say, for me, it's like pick up Nick's book about being scrappy that's coming out and, you know, t- take that game plan and then plow and then pick up Flip and plow the money back into real estate <laughs> so you yeah. can have freedom. Well, I would well, rather yeah. have freedom yeah. To be able to go and you know have lunch with my dad instead of having to go to some board meeting and get beat, beaten up, you know, by yeah. without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, yeah. And yeah, as far as the real estate game goes, whatever industry you're in, I'm not here to sell you on real estate. Yes, yeah. can I teach you how to make money from scratch in real estate using no cash, no credit? Yes, but if you make money somewhere else, beautiful. Be an entrepreneur, and then what you do is you just can you know dump some of those profits into real estate. It's a great way to maintain wealth. Ninety-five percent of the world's wealth is either created or maintained through real estate you know you look at all the i mean you know how much real estate holdings a company like google has for example and you know the people on the forbes forbes list okay they might have made their money in oil or banking or app development trust me when i tell you their real estate holdings are substantial every single one of them 
It's just part of wealth, real estate. So whether you do it as a business like me or want to make money that way or, you know, make, off it on the side, just a little side note. I, I mean, real estate's a beautiful business, a beautiful investment. It's a business and an investment. It goes both ways, and I teach both. But I love telling, real estate. You know, and, and one thing I want to highlight is a bullet point on the, on the cover of my book. I have a lot of concepts in the book, but one of them is understand how rough draft moves change everything. And if someone put a gun to my head and said, what are, what are one, of your, one of your core concepts that create success? And I dissected my process, I'd go back to rough draft moves. Most people are planning, they're analyzing the, the stats, they're looking at the spreadsheets. That's called pre-action analysis. You're analyzing things that aren't real. You can base it off of other things correlatively, but at the end of the day, they're not real. I say you make a rough draft move where you don't know everything, but you kind of just go in there. You mess a few things up, you throw some paint on the wall, and I tell people, even if 5% of what you did is valid and good and 95% was garbage, junk, stupid, you made mistakes, you looked like an idiot, etc., that 5% is the seed of something you actually, that's the data you can analyze because it's real, not neurons and whiteboards and all that that you're just thinking and imaginary things. The world responded to a real event. Analyze that, and then you build off of that. You take the 5% seed, you build on that, You'd, build, you'd make another rough draft move, and pretty soon you blaze a serious trail. Rough draft moves. It's, 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 an unbe- it's the concept I look back and I'm like, yeah, that's why I did it. And that's why I did it so fast because the rough draft moves. I, didn't, I tell people this. Whiteboarding, spreadsheeting, and all those things, planning, business plans, that's not work. That's not work in business. Work is doing, making rough draft moves, making moves. You can plan till you're blue in the face, but the whiteboard and all that stuff is worthless because what you're planning, the world may have different plans for, and you better be ready for that. And that's why you need to make the moves because then you can analyze what the world reacted to your move by. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, that is like billion dollar advice right there. And because like I said, I was in the corporate world for a long time and I think you get you get very fearful to just do things because yeah. you always are under the, 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 you know, the, the look of somebody like the boss or somebody, they're all judging you to try to, you know, all this, there's all this weird politics going on. But, yeah. you know, as an entrepreneur, it's like, just do things, just freaking do things, man. And I love the way that you, you call it the rough draft moves. That's, that's a perfect way to do it. Like just because yep. then you have the 5% to analyze instead of, you know, just the fearful, like... Oh, well, you're analyzing sp- something real that actually yeah. exists in the universe. Your right. plans on a whiteboard don't exist. Like, they're cool to look at and think about, but not- there's no, like, there's nothing real about them. You know, yeah. your move is real. The world responded to your move. That's the beautiful thing you analyze. And, it's, and I call it post-action analysis, to be exact. Exactly. And, I mean, I lost so many years. Like, anybody who, who's on the podcast, like, a young guy, like, 20... 25 you know who's listening to this like dude embrace this advice from nick and just start producing things anything even if it's a bunch of crap just produce because yeah i wasted so many years like thinking and strategizing and planning and putting stuff on whiteboards and stuff and it's like there was nothing to analyze because it was all in your head right right bingo i love that and and so that's a good segue i know we're running up against the hour but I, I want to go into the process of like writing your books, you know, sure. and and the rough draft move. That's that's a that's a gr- great segue because say you you're out there, you got a book in your head, and you're just like you know it's been rattling around in your head for a long time. You want to produce it. Like, what was the process that you went through to get? Now you got two books. 
coming out? You know what? That's a um, that's a great question, and I really love that question because the answer is everybody does things differently. And this is where I think that a lot of the success talk out there is fluffy and too generalized and doesn't work for each individual. You got to know you. Each person has their own unique evolutionary process. So me, I look at a blank Word document and the keyboard, I get paralyzed. Okay? Paralyzed. I can't type a single word, but I can talk till the end of time. So for me, I'm serious. I'm very serious about this. So me, I speak. I transcribe. I move things around. I have a book. I speak my book. I speak my book. And then I do it that way. Um, no one teaches you that. You Google how to write a book. They go through this step-by-step process. Well, who the hell says you have to do it that way? There are no rules. There are no rules, okay? There are no rules in anything. And that's another chapter in my book. There's no right way to do this. Do it your way. Do it your way. I speak. I record. I make books, okay? Pretty yeah. simple. Pretty I love, simple. Uh, you know, okay, like, I love and that's that. a rough draft I, yeah. move. That's, that's a rough a r- draft move. I spoke rough chapter draft. one. Yeah. I'm like, this was kind of good. Transcribed it. Let's do chapter two. I didn't know, like I didn't sit up, I didn't put on my whiteboard, speak out 26 chapters for success from scratch. I just was like, let me talk this out. And then some of it, and then I changed some of it. So I use my own principles. I live off of this book. My success from scratch book is my personal Bible. It's not like I'm saying, hey, I wrote this, go out and read it world. I'm saying I use this. I need reminders of these items because this is what works for me. And I think it's going to work for a lot of people because it, it basically reveals who you are shows you how you've been conditioned from day one and then shows you how to break out of bad conditioning and how to get into the right condition. It's a unique book. It's not like do these 10 things and you're successful. It's just a very deep book that goes, that puts you on a higher mental plane. So I, I spoke a chapter, then I spoke another one and on and on I went. I did not plan out the whole thing. I just dove in and slowly tweak things. And by the end, I'm like, damn, I can do another book pretty soon now because of all those rough draft moves I made. And I weeded out a lot of things I did. I did, you know, I tried some different things throughout it that I kicked out the door because they didn't work. And here I am. So that's the book writing process for me. And I want to make clear when you Google how to write a book and you have 25 websites that I'll tell you how to write a book, you don't have to do that. There are no rules. And I write about this in my chapter. There are no rules for anybody for anything. You do what works for you. And if it's, if everyone says you're out there in left field, who cares? It's working. I do stuff nobody does. (laughs) I do stuff nobody does, and I don't care. There are no rules in your life. You know what a rule is? It's It's a long time ago there was uncharted territory, and a guy, just like me or you, saw that and said, we need to make a rule because this has never happened before in the universe, so we're going to say this happens now. This is the rule for when this happens again. That's a rule. Like, what? What are we listening to? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, it it, it reminds me of like, with Steve Jobs, you know, there were there were uh, already like MP3 players out there and they were gaining traction. And he, he just like didn't even try to copy or compete with those. He just made up his own thing. And like, right. his right. thing was like, I'm going to make a dent in the universe. You know, somebody said he's totally just saying like there's all these rules that people made up. They're just. Like you said, guy, you know, people like us, and why do we necessarily have to follow those? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like the MP3. Well, I got to, you know what? I'm going to make MP3s better. Who says you don't have to go that route? Just people want music. Go. He went a whole different direction. So it's just, yeah. just people need to understand that they're, re- and I wrote, and I have a chapter in my book, you know, think outside the box. There is no box. 
There is no box. I'm serious. Like this is another chapter. Like these are the things I talk about in this book. I mean, go macro in time and space. These are some of the chapter titles. You know, make rough draft moves, the key success muscles, um, becoming a success scientist, detachment, where I talk about detaching from emotion. Um, most events are neutral. I mean, I could go on and on. Economic evolution. I mean, it's a serious book. It's a serious, serious book. It's basically, it, you can get inside of Nick's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, I mean, it's for real. It and that's so helpful because, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, again, people need to just start doing stuff. Get stuff out there. Like, produce, 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 produce. And if 95, I like that ratio, 95% of it, you know, goes into the delete box, you still yep. have, you right. can still end up with a book. You know, and then um, you build off yeah. of that 5%. Yeah. And then next, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. people need to, you know what it is? Everyone's so worried about what everyone else thinks and blah, blah, blah. People need to give them themselves permission to make the freaking mistakes. Like, when did we forget that making mistakes is how we learn? We want everything perfect. If you want everything perfect, you're out of business. Check out. Stay, stay working. Don't start. Don't be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're going to make, I make, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life and I make mistakes daily. <laughs> Daily. I mean, I'm constantly screwing things up, but because I've developed a muscle of quick reaction to new scenarios, I'm fine. Yeah. I Seriously, that's, like give yourself dude, permission. It's the mindset. The mindset of working for, for a company is don't make mistakes. Like if you make mistakes, it'll go on your performance review and, you know, you won't get your piddly bonus or you, you might get fired or something, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. it's a totally different thing. Actually, right entrepreneurship is making mistakes and correcting constantly it's like right. being out at sea you know you're constantly tacking and yeah jiving and i talk about that in my book this yeah. one of the success muscles is the reactionary muscle like i have new things that come up almost every day that i've never dealt with it's uncharted territory yeah. but because i'm actually like i've developed the skill of reacting to uncharted territory it looks like i deal with it all the time it looks like oh he, he knows exactly what to do there no, I don't. I just know how to react to new situations with logic and intelligence because I've developed the skill. Nobody was born under the right star, guys. For those listening, nobody. Everyone's trying to make their own way in the world and figure stuff out. Even the people that seem as certain as can be, the, your, your heroes, nobody knows what's going on. They're just doing their best to figure things out. And you just got to get more certain about your moves and give yourself permission to make mistakes. I'm dead serious when I say that, too. Seriously. Yeah, and learn from them. Yep. So, okay, Nick, how do we get the book? I know Amazon, blah, blah, you go blah. To Amazon. What's your website you go, and all that? You go, you go to Amazon, and you'll be listening to this at some point after July 18th when it's released. If for some reason you hear this prior, you just pre-order. Um, but you go to Ab Amazon, and you search Success from Scratch. Nick Ruiz, you'll find it there. Buy it there. Um, successfromscratch.net. Um, and you should be, and you can contact me if you want to do a bulk order. I'll have some special opportunities for you there. But uh, successfromscratch.net is where you can also find me and some other things that have to do with the book and other opportunities. Um, I do teach people alphahomeflipping.com if you want to learn real estate from scratch. And follow me on social. I have a reality show. People, I have a videographer that follows me around, records me doing actual business, real estate deals, entrepreneurship, etc. Um, where it's real. Like so many people are out there faking it and they're just good internet marketers. So they just put all this info out there. You can watch me in the field making moves, doing business. It's called In the Life. It's on Facebook.com forward slash Alpha Home Flipping. And it's on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com forward slash Nick Ruiz Entrepreneur. Stop by, say hi. 
um, say David sent you. And um, but no, you can actually watch a real reality show, not some fake Hollywood thing that they put on TV. You know, it's it's a real deal. So it's kind of exciting. Okay, I got. I'll get those links from you, and I get the show transcribed, and I'll, I'll post those for everybody so they can just click on them. Beautiful, Nick, dude. This is awesome, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Good luck with everything, and um, you know, I look forward to digging into success from scratch. Beautiful. All right, David, I appreciate you having me, man. This was a lot of fun. Okay, take care.